0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocketnow Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? All right, we have David Amel from Android Authority back on the show. And if you haven't noticed, we actually took, we kind of took Christmas off. Um, I really wanted to have Jaime on for one of the last episodes of the year, but he was actually traveling a little bit. He was trying to get back home. And uh, with the scheduling and whatnot, we just decided, you know what? Let's take Christmas off. Um, So hopefully everyone had a good rest. But for the final show of this year on this actual day I actually just got done recording this on New Year's Eve and I'm releasing it as soon as possible Uh, I just invite you guys to just hang out with me and best friend David Amell Um, so we talk about uh, well first of all we do the check in and we get a little bit nerdy with gaming and stuff in the first half but then the back half of the episode is actually all about our favorite stuff from 2020 we go on a bunch of different tangents honestly this is just an opportunity for us to be able to hang out before we ring in the new year and I hope that you are um, open to kicking it with us on this episode so if you have nothing else to do right now uh just turn on this episode have it in the background and kick it with myself and david amell enjoy i did not come into the show with any plans like i really did not like i just thought you know what it's the last day of the year and uh we should do a one because we ended up kind of taking a week off because of christmas right um poor jaime he went back to honduras And uh, let's just say the scheduling got really nuts because of his flying and whatnot. So uh, we weren't able to do uh, a podcast. I really wanted Jaime on for the Christmas episode. Mm. Uh, But to give him a bit of a break, because he's probably dealing with a lot of stuff down there. um, I just thought, hey, let's call up David. David Mel, Andrew Authority here. And uh, yeah, just chill out for the last day of the year. This might even be a slightly shorter podcast. Um, mm. So, usual thing, just gonna check
1: in. How's it been, David? How's How has um, December treated you? <laughs> really well, actually. Um, this month, I think, has been, it like, it's been not that busy, which I think is really good for my brain <laughs> right now. <laughs> like, after, after, you know, Techtober and the early, parts of November and stuff like just the absolute insanity I think like everybody was starting to get kind of burnt out oh. um, I was so tired and so like this month um, we've still been doing a lot of videos uh, but they're so much more relaxed right like and it, there's so much less that goes into them it's more like commentary instead of um, like full-on reviews and stuff um, so because of that, it's like easier for me to produce and it's more of a conversational thing. So it's, you know, more entertaining, I guess, than just doing the kind of like cookie cutter style thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it's been so relaxing. Like Michael and I are just watching TV shows and doing, doing the thing, you know. What's the, uh,
0: what, what's, what's the current
1: obsession so right now we're watching a show called halt and catch fire which you should definitely watch you guys always have these
0: shows that i've never heard of before
1: (laughs) dude you have to watch this show so oh god it's so good um this show is actually about it's about the computer revolution of the 80s but it's like it's an amc show that's like dramatized around the computer revolution of the 80s and it's so freaking good um there's four seasons and we're on the third one right now. Mm-hmm. I think the last season ended like two years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess Michael has watched it before, but he it was a long time ago, and he doesn't remember it, so he was just showing it to me, and I'm just like, I'm geeking out so hard it's so <laughs> it's so good um, yeah, yeah. Right. so that's 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 what we're kind of watching on and off right now when we're not. You know, I've been playing a lot of Dota as well. So Yeah,
0: I have gotten into a couple of <laughs> games pretty heavy. Uh, I'll get to that in a sec. Just one note. Um, be careful of the mic hitting your jacket there. The lapel oh. of your jacket. Daryl, um,
1: kind of take this off. Okay. A little bit yeah,
0: I have gotten pretty heavy into a couple of games. Like I would love to say mm-hmm. that it's Cyberpunk, but I actually have not mm-hmm. been playing Cyberpunk as much as I wanted to. I was trying to make content with it, but then mm-hmm. I realized, man, if I do this. I'm not going to have the gaming experience I want. I like playing a game with like a podcast in the background and just chilling right. out. And it's like,
1: it's so like a, lot of a game you have to like completely sink your brain into. Exactly. Um, like a lot of focus on yeah. what's going
0: on. And also it's kind of heavy at times. Like it kind of bums you out. Um, mm. so with that in mind, like I started listening to a couple of other podcasts, like comedy podcasts or what I usually go for, uh, when I'm listening and, um, I have them in the background and I wanted to play something that was like slightly mindless, but still enjoyable. And it ended up being, mm. I, I actually installed Genshin Impact on my computer.
1: Oh, really? Like on I'm, your
0: computer? I'm playing the PC version. It looks gorgeous <laughs> wow. on, yeah. on a computer. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and play it on my computer because clearly I really like it on mobile. I still mm. think it's probably the best mobile game that's ever been made. Um, wow. Despite despite like the heavy gotcha
1: elements. Yeah. And I I've I've not spent and the a, extreme Breath of the Wild influence. Exactly. Uh yeah.
0: I have not spent money on it yet. I got close. But I, I'm 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 holding it back. I'm holding it yeah. back. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I've just been playing that. And it's just like slightly mindless, you know. It's think mm. of those moments in Breath of the Wild where you don't have an objective. You're just running around and whatever you run into, you'll fight or discover or open that chest or anything like that. That's yeah. really all that the majority of that game is which is great like it's just something to chill out with and just listen to yeah. a podcast so anybody out there listening to this podcast on new year's eve like if you're if you're playing genshin with it cool i'm right there with you
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh it's funny i was just playing hades right before this podcast oh, i want to try that too it's good because um, i i like i like run based games like uh roguelike games mm-hmm. a lot i was i used to be super obsessed with the binding of isaac um in like high school I played it so much uh, so this kind of satisfies that craving in a way but it's also like an it's a it's a progressive game but it's also repetition based so mm. that's something I like um and then yeah like I think the day after christmas I was randomly playing dota with daniel and we got matched with this guy and we vibed with him really hard so we just joined a party with him and then we just started winning over and over and over again and I think for like four days in a row we played like eight hours a day nice. and we won like 90% of the wow. matches <laughs> so um so my ranking in dota is going way up um but it's kind of hilarious because we he joined our guild and um it's I don't know it's I, I love those moments like I haven't had that kind of like gaming moment with a stranger since like months since i played monster hunter a lot in high school mm. um it was wow for me co- yeah 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 it, like just just meeting people and like doing voice chat with them and just just playing games with them. it's just like it's so cool because you have no idea what they look like but you still kind of have this like relationship bond with them i don't know it's 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 dope i actually take that back
0: it was it was wow but i i guess i i guess i blocked this out of my memory because of how traumatizing it was um (laughs) fighting games were always Mm. like meeting strangers and they're never good experiences
1: Mm. because fighting games are
0: inherently stressful and competitive and competitive and right oh my god i can't even begin to tell you the many times that i let's say i beat somebody and you would just hear in the background, like you focus so. like you know, you just hear that really bad um, yeah. voice chat quality yeah, yeah, audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I hated that. I hated those days. And then even yeah. when you do lose, they still
1: talk crap at you sometimes. And it's like, yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> yeah, when um when Michael and I are staying up late, like for no reason, like drinking wine or just chatting, we're generally playing about a Star Wars Battlefront two on his Xbox. Oh, nice. Um. And we just trade off playing, but obviously he's like a thousand times better than I am. Um, I'm so bad at shooters, it's like unreal how bad at shooters I am, but... uh that's that's been fun, and sometimes like you know he'll be doing really well and <laughs> just get a notification like on the Xbox that someone sent him a message, and of course it's just someone on the other team that's just like <laughs> real salty, <"You."> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like what the what the heck, yeah, come on, yeah, it's, it's funny because I've never owned a console that wasn't a Nintendo console. Um, oh. besides besides the PlayStation Two, that's mm-hmm. the only console I've ever owned, and so that's not Nintendo. So like. I never really experienced like that toxic gamer xbox thing, kind except- of started it like pc and yeah xbox. i know <laughs> i know like oh. i remember the original xbox a couple of my friends had right when um online play started coming out in halo 2 um we would play halo at, at their house a lot and just like i was like wow people are really like this <laughs> i remember
0: back with the ps3 it was in the same era as the xbox obviously but like it was actually hard to find the messages people randomly sent you on PlayStation.
1: It still is on Xbox as well. Oh, Like really? Michael, Michael and I, like, there'll be, like, a little ping notification, but you kind of forget about it immediately. Sure. And then to actually get to your messages, you have to, like, go home and then go to account and then go to, uh, like, profile and then message. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird. I always remember um, that, like,
0: I would get, it was on PS4, no, PS3 that I had those Street Fighter days. And Mm. yeah, when people would message me, uh, I would get the ping, but I would, it would take so long to find it. that Yeah. It's
1: way too much trouble. Whatever. You
0: know, like, why would I even want to, I remember responding to like two of them and of course no response from there. So it's like, what's the point of
1: this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the good thing, the good and bad thing about like Dota is that it's a, it's a team game, right? So like if you're doing well and you vibe with your team and they're nice people, then that's cool because you can meet people. I think Relating to like your street fighter situation where like the person on the other team would like just cuss you out like Mm -hmm. that definitely happens in Dota on the other team like they will cuss you out so there's no way that, like, someone on the other team would, like, friend you and try to add you unless they, like, recognize that you're good and they just want to play with you, which yeah. doesn't happen very often. Usually usually they're more mad than, like, excited about playing with someone that's good.
0: Well, what was funny so. was uh, a few days ago, I actually tweeted that I got into Genshin Impact pretty hard, mm. and I got two mm-hmm. of my friends DMing me, like, oh my god, you're playing! Like, let's play together! Oh and I'm like, that's really? dope! Like, I like that! But then there were a few replies to that tweet that were like, oh yeah, well, what five stars did you get? I'm like, okay... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Let's chill out. You know, like, first of all, you only really get five stars by doing the gotcha element. Mm -hmm. So if you spend money on this, I haven't, that puts me one leg up on you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. I spend about $50 on Dota a year and it's not like... I don't what though? Like, why is it why is it so specific okay. every year <laughs> so it used to be ten dollars a year okay. that i would spend on dota um and that was because of the in august there's the international which is the world championships mm-hmm. and if you buy the compendium which is like it, it like a during the period of like late june until the international happens Basically, like it, it enables all these like side quests and mini games and stuff that you get, and then you also get a chance to get random chests. And basically, it just gives you a bunch of opportunity to get a bunch of value in the game, and it also gives you like a progressive, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. And then it'll 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 give you like quests like win with this hero three times, or like do the. And it's just like it's kind of just gamified, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the the good thing about it is. Seventy five percent of all, not only compendium purchases, but like you can upgrade your compendium, right? You can level it up, and the more you level it up, you get items, you get all this stuff, and it ends up it ends up totally becoming worth it because it's ten bucks, and like you get crazy amounts of items and skins and all this stuff. But okay. um, but the cool thing, and if you get if you get a level one thousand, then Valve will send you actually a, a like a medal. Um, it's called the Aegis of Champions. It's like the people that win the when the international get like a giant one that's like made of whatever like you gold get, you or get whatever like a
0: replica thing of it
1: you get a replica and it's it's like a really nice one uh, and they'll ship it to you but you have to get to level 1000 which is like super <laughs> it's really high like you have to be every year there's this saudi prince that plays dota and he always <laughs> like just gets to level like 300,000 oh my god and then just ends up giving away a ton of his like Golden Compendium. He just whatever.
0: has other people playing for him. Come on, like he's not. He, I mean,
1: well, no, he just because you can buy levels is the thing. Oh. But but either either way, all purchases between when the when the international like when the Compendium gets unlocked and the international ends, seventy five percent of it goes towards the prize pool for the international. Mm. So every year there's like a prize pool tracker, and TI three, which was in which was seven years ago, like this year was supposed to be TI-10, which is really depressing because it didn't happen. And I was going to go to it. It's in Sweden. And I was, I was going to oh, go. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it changes every year, the location that it is in. It used to always be in uh, Vancouver or no, sorry, in um, Seattle at the uh, Seattle center. Either would have been uh, great. Cause, yeah. Cause that's where valve is based. Oh, and I then they know started. Yeah. Then they started doing work on the Seattle Center and Mercedes-Benz Arena, and so they moved it to Vancouver, and then they just decided to, like, move it to a different, like, city in the world every year, um, which is super cool. But um, anyway, so that's $10, and then every year the prize pool just goes up. So, like, TI3 was the first year that it hit a million-dollar prize pool, and then this year it surpassed $40 million. Mm. So, it's crazy. So I feel okay, like paying 10 bucks to a game that I play a, sh- a crap load of per year because um, 75% of it goes to getting Dota more publicity because like every year when they pr- pass that prize pool cap that they had last year, it you know it gets written about in like the New York Times and shit because like $40 million for an esports championship is ridiculous, right? Yeah,
0: I can only imagine.
1: Um, and then the other $40 I spent on Dota per year, I only started doing this year because they introduced a thing called Dota Plus, um, which adds... It, it it adds, like, those mini-game elements from the international, but all the time. And then there's also AI elements to it where it'll, like... It'll give you, like, metrics that you want to hit to improve. Mm. And it te- kind of... Te- it uses, like, AI to teach you how to be better and tells you what heroes you should pick to counter other heroes. And it's, like... Oh, that's cool. It's, like... Yeah, it's it's just some extra little things. And honestly, I'm like, I play this game so freaking much. Like, spending $50 a year is not a big deal. That's like, what I keep I... thinking.
0: Like, am I going to get this far into Genshin that it's going to feel okay to contribute? <laughs> you know, like... Well,
1: like, yeah, I mean, in like, at at the end of the day, like... If you enjoy it like you're you're contributing to the developers. So it's exactly. not really a big deal. Which is funny because like, I don't even have to do it. How much any... money do we spend on food, you know? Well, I like... mean,
0: let's 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 back up for a second. Like we <laughs> there's never enough money to spend on good food. Uh, but <laughs> I, mean, I even yeah. started looking at Goldbelly. You ever heard of Goldbelly? Um no. so Goldbelly is a website where they team up, it's a delivery service mm. that they team up with restaurants from around the country so that you can get the foods that you would otherwise get if you were there, but they teach yep. you how to heat it up and how to cook it so that you get the same oh. experience. So I was actually looking at a bunch of Brooklyn spots and I really wanted oh, okay. some pizza from there and I wanted like essa Bagel from Manhattan and I wanted like yeah. all of these things. I was actually looking that up. So I was like, how much is too much? Like I kept looking like uh, <laughs> how much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, you're right though. Like contributing to the game itself. Like I I do think of it that way, but then I also think, if I do nothing, they still make billions of dollars.
1: Yes, that that is that is true. <laughs> um, I'm sure that Genshin is making a lot of money. I know that Valve prints literally prints money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I feel better giving the money during the international season because it goes to the players, right? Yeah. So that that's better. But like, I don't know. I just I just feel like at the end of the day, like it's a free game. It's not it's not like a pay to win game. It's not like anything you buy in the game. is just cosmetic. Nothing will no, actually good. make you better, yeah. you know? So, so it's like last night I was out. Uh, I went to dinner with Brandon Havard. We got some drinks at dinner and we spent $50 a person. Cause we got a Wagyu burger and mm-hmm. some Brussels sprouts and wine. Right. Um, that's 50 bucks. And if i spend that once a year on a game that I play constantly. It's not a, not a big deal and like i'm just hammering that that home i i just think it's like we we've been totally like the app market and like app ecosystem in particular just like destroyed our concept of like what digital things are worth because everything has always been free on the internet oh for sure well not even just free like the subscription base also
0: like skews our perception of how how content can be valued
1: yeah, exactly, and I think that's the interesting thing about platforms like Substack. Um, you know, if we want to get into content valuation, but like, do you do you know what Substack
0: is? I've heard the term,
1: but yeah, it's I've heard that it's name. like a it's for like people that write newsletters. Like, you can have it's basically Patreon for newsletters. Oh, so yeah, so so a lot of journalists have been quitting their full time journalist jobs because they have enough of an audience that will pay like. 5 to 10 dollars a month to just get there to like get one newsletter a week or every 2 days or whatever you're offering. It's literally pretty much literally Patreon but for newsletters. That's pretty cool. Um so it's like a micro it's it's crowd economy. Um mm-hmm. and I honestly think that crowd economy and I don't know if that's like the official term for this. I think that's the next big like wave of tech because share economy with like Airbnb and Uber and and stuff was like I think the last giant thing that tech enabled but i think i think the crowd-based microtransaction, like you're only contributing a little bit but if you get a thousand people to contribute just a little bit to one person they can make a full-time living off of it Mm, right like it's crazy so i think that's going to be the next big thing in in technology
0: i think that's good and that actually makes me really happy to hear that because um especially for someone like me that actually wanted to be a newspaper writer
1: yeah to hear that
0: that economy can actually not economy that occupation can can reform its own economy like that Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense to me and i i would love that like who knows like maybe that will even be something that i pursue i miss writing i actually miss just writing um yeah being able to sit down for like three hours and just write out my thoughts um i probably need a copy editor but yeah the (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um yeah all right so looking forward to that like in the future hopefully um becoming a real thing but let's talk about like right now because if you're listening to this right now any listeners out there i'm making sure to release this as soon as possible uh mm. so that we have the final show of the year uh so it is new years for probably half the world already actually i mean
1: uh yeah Issa's i already saw this asleep morning, after, like... <laughs> after uh yeah yeah everyone down. in korea i i got um a little New Year's package from LG this morning from Emma.
0: Mine's coming late.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I was surprised it came so early, but um but yeah, I and and then I looked I, I sent her a thank you message on over Instagram stories and um I watched her story and like, oh yeah, they did their New Year's thing like <laughs> eight hours ago. Exactly. I forgot. And yeah. not to
0: get into this this particular discussion, but they probably were actually celebrating in places and with people because they can compare to us. Uh, sorry, yeah. I mean, woke <laughs> yeah. up to the morning news. My parents were watching the morning news. And of course they were saying like, hey, we know it's New Year's, but don't celebrate.
1: <laughs> like that's pretty much what ah. they were saying.
0: Oh God, it's crazy. Um, so yeah. we are going to do a bit of a retrospective on 2020. I do have a couple of thoughts on that, but I wanted to ask you, what are your plans mm. for the actual New Year's tonight um, to give a peek for our, our friends who might be listening to this <laughs> who are still hours away or, or just celebrated um, New Year? Um...
1: You know, we didn't really, I feel like we didn't think it through. I think, yeah, and, same here. <laughs> and so I, I, th- I, I think that's actually kind of a, a theme for a lot of people be, this year because everyone used to make New Year's party plans with other people. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of alliteration. But um, this year, like, nobody is really doing that, or at least very few people are doing that, right? So it doesn't mm-hmm. feel all that different from just like a regular night or maybe like, yeah. Christmas Eve maybe. Right? That was the
0: that was the, the that was the scenario I was gonna bring up, which is what's to stop us from celebrating tonight and yet tomorrow we're just gonna wake up and write up the next article or film the next video. I would, yeah, you know?
1: it doesn't yeah, it doesn't feel different. I think it's because of that reason, because there's no like special party to have or mm-hmm. anything. And uh Michael made the right decision. He uh he took today and tomorrow off like his last day of work was yesterday um until monday or Mm -hmm. he's taking monday off too i would have
0: done that if i would have done that as well if i didn't already fail at working the last three days due to i was yeah due to some light (laughs) food poisoning that i gave myself so yeah like i'm I'm not gonna get into it let's just say egg whites are more dangerous than you should expect Um, (laughs) uh i tried to make a i try to make a whiskey sour with proper egg whites it was delicious. I love
1: whiskey sours. It was delicious, so
0: but something happened. So let's just put it that way.
1: <laughs> so Oof. I'm
0: feeling better now, and I'm probably going to drink okay. tonight for New Year's, and we're going to eat and all of that. Um, the holidays obviously had its own like problems with eating and whatnot. But I will yeah. say that I, I do think that the straw that broke the camel's back was egg whites. <laughs> so I'll say Ugh. that much right now. Ugh.
1: Ugh. Yeah, no, I mean, we've got champagne, I guess, in our liquor cabinet, and well maybe toast or whatever did you have it's going to be really low key did
0: you have any like like new year's traditions usually that you do like around the stroke of midnight like whether cultural or or otherwise
1: not personally i'm usually in a different place for new years like every single year that's well. that's your tradition like last yeah yeah i guess <laughs> last year i was in seattle and we went to a new year's party and it was like really awkward cuz we didn't really know anyone um and we, Because the, the party started at, like, 7 or 8 or something. It was kind of early. And it was very awkward, and everyone was kind of getting to know each other. And then I think around, like, 11, it just, like, really livened up, and everybody got really friendly, and it just got better. Yeah. And then we only realized around one thirty in the morning that the new year had happened, and everyone forgot what the party was originally made That's for. That's happened to me, too.
0: That's so funny. Um, yeah. I, oh, actually, that reminds me. Um, PSA, for anybody who... Like, are you, you you and Michael, I'm assuming in your apartment, are like cord cutter types, right? So.
1: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so yes and, and like, yes and no. Like, yes, in the fact that I haven't had TV since I was like six. Uh-huh. And then I don't, there's no reason to have it because internet TV. The reason I say also no is because Michael has recently discovered Pluto TV, um, which I don't know if, have you heard of this before? Mm-hmm. It's literally cable TV, but over the internet, and it's free. Oh, same And it has, thing. like, a ton of yeah. stuff. And it's got ads and everything. Yeah. It is, like, it is, it is exactly the same as cable TV with, like, channels and whatever, but everything is totally free. And they have, like, very dedicated channels, which Michael likes a lot, because there's a Star Trek channel, and then there's, like, also a... Um, of course. There's a Mystery Science Theater 3000 channel, which we sometimes watch when we get... Um, tired <laughs> well so here's
0: here's the psa to anybody listening to this right now who hasn't uh who hasn't uh, celebrated yet you're hours away from it and maybe you're a cord cutter the feed in things like hulu live tv or youtube tv can it's delay <laughs> okay yeah
1: <laughs> i learned this the yeah. hard way
0: last year when my my family and i were here and we were countdown. getting ready to count down and two minutes before the countdown even started we started hearing screaming from other houses and oh. we were just watching Dick Clark's uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve or whatever. And we were wondering, like, what happened? Like, there's no. And then I look at my watch and it's already 12.01. And I'm just, what? Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah. the feed was delayed just enough for us to literally miss the countdown along with everybody else. So be careful. If you're a wow. cord cutter, the, uh, the streaming services can be delayed. So, <laughs> yeah, funny.
1: you know, it's funny. Like, last, so I moved to New York a year and two months ago, I guess now, which is crazy. Um, but October of last year and, but I wasn't here for new year's, which is funny. So I've never actually done new year's in New York, um, with like the ball drop and everything. And then this year I was like, maybe I should go to it. It would be fun. But then I don't know if they're doing it would that. Be, that, would,
0: that would be the super spreader of all super spreaders. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's no way I, if they actually did do it, there's no way it'd actually go. Yeah. But like, I don't think they're going to do it. I haven't even looked into it. Um, I wonder, yeah, maybe people are actually camped out there right now uh, in Times Square. Possibly, I, this seems pretty dumb (laughs) to do. Right. Um, Another fun fact, though, uh, the Earth spins at different speeds depending on the year and depending on just random orbital events. Mm -hmm. Um, So in 2016, the Earth had been spinning very, very slightly slower for a couple of years, and they had to add a leap second to the new year in 2016. Mm -hmm. So there was actually like most people's counts in 2016 were wrong. There was actually a 12.59.60 in 2016. There's an extra second and most people didn't know about this. Wow. But like only really like internet clocks um, adjusted for it. so that's a random little fun fact there. You couldn't you couldn't really count down to to 60 because there was an extra second. So you had to wait for 61. Oh, okay.
0: 5 4 3 2 1 -1. One. <laughs> yeah, or 0
1: cuz zero, zero, zero is yeah. 1 in computing anyway. That's so true. That's true. It Five is, it, three, it two, is one, still zero. a uh,
0: what's the term? It's a string. It's still a string. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, just some talk about, like, our upcoming New Year stuff and whatnot, but uh, we're going to get into a really quick break, and then after that, I do actually want to talk a little bit about the year that was. As is tradition, on the internet, on tech YouTube, uh, many of us appeared on many of each other's videos <laughs> because we were doing all of these, like, roundups of stuff. I uh, wanted yeah. to ask... Where were you? How come I did not see you in as many?
1: You got to ask uh,
0: our friends. All of them. So here's the other question. Like, um, I know you don't typically. I saw the I saw the Happy Holidays video.
1: By the way. Yeah. Um, I was. That's a tradition that you started. Oh, oh
0: is, was that really me? Oh, okay. Um, I think so. I just I think, think I remember. I, I think I remember. My favorite one is the one where we sang. Like you and yeah. I sang.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that when that I was, was making awesome. it. That was awesome.
0: Yeah. But anyway, that was that was a couple of years ago, or two or three years ago, and. Um, yeah, I saw the happy holidays video. It was great to see everybody from the team again. Mm. Um I literally like like fist bumped, fist uh, fist pumped. I was like, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Jimmy's Jimmy. segment was like three seconds long. <laughs> Just like, um, happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> it was Bye. good to see it was good to
0: see everybody in that one. Um, but one thing that I one thing that I don't remember seeing on your feed uh, was your mm. best of twenty twenty.
1: Um I'm sure there's an article, we- but I actually, yeah, we put that out. We've done like two. Like of you them. did a video or yes. Oh really? I I've didn't done see a, that one. I've done a couple. So we did a editor's choice and reader's choice video, which isn't a like. It was kind of like a. Like oh, it, a went, okay. Android. Okay. That it was
0: okay. Okay, it was two days ago, and I did not look, and yeah, I did not look until now.
1: <laughs> My it's bad. It's also like I I made the title like different. Yeah, yeah. We did a couple, right? Like mm-hmm. we did. Uh, your favorite Android phone of 2020 was, which is a Editor's Choice and a Reader's Choice video, um, where we had like the top top five Editor's Choice phones and then the top like two or three Reader's Choice. Mm -hmm. And then we also did, um, I also did, wow, where did that go? Why is that not in my YouTube studio? Oh yeah, what smartphones did we love this year? Mm. Which is, um, I just got a few people together who are used to being on video um, at AA. So like me, Adam, uh, Ryan, uh, C. Scott does, you know, you know C. Scott? He yeah, does yeah, a, I know Scott. He does the Instagram stories for AA. So um, so I had him just record a little thing. And then Joe. Um, and I wanted to get Gary, but he said he hadn't used enough phones this year, which is fair. <laughs> um, fair
0: enough, yeah. Yeah,
1: we just kind of talked about like our, our favorite phone of the year or like our top I did like a top three because there's so many different categories. I so that's like I what I wanted to bring
0: up actually is I wanted to like do, cause I, for the episodes throughout December for each person, mm-hmm. as long as it was a different person, each episode, I brought up like, what were, what were your 2020 highlights? So I think that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to bring up just as a way of looking back a little bit. Cause I know there's a lot that's going to happen in 2021. We're already getting all of these thoughts and leaks and spe- speculation about like the S21 yeah. and all of these things, yeah. which by the way, I have thoughts on that phone that i'll i'll leave for a future episode but the way it's designed makes me think of i don't know if there are any community fans out there but there's a there's a fictional character within that universe called kick puncher and he literally has just like a metal thing over one eye no and that looks exactly (laughs) like the s21 like that's what
1: (laughs) it reminded me of like cyborg from Teen Titans. that's
0: another good one yeah i thought of kick puncher because i'm not really a dc fan um but yeah. So what were your, since I wasn't able to see the video, I didn't even see it. Until yeah. Like, what were your uh, highlights of 2020?
1: So God, there were actually a lot of really good devices this year, um, which is surprising. I felt like I was much less negative overall in terms of like reviews. Like a lot of my reviews were like, wow, I liked this more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say an honorable mention that I didn't put in my video. Um, but okay. So my, my picks for the video were one, the pixel 4 a, which I think a lot of people will probably say, Mm -hmm. and I liked that phone a lot. And it didn't even really have to do with just the price. Um, I think there are multiple reasons, like one, we're not used to seeing like, more compact, smaller Android phones in general. So like, having one was was nice. The, The Google, like, UI experience is fantastic and like Google um Google UI has all those like Google Assistant features that you can't get anywhere else like mm. now playing and um you know call screening and all that stuff so like it's it feels useful and smart you know so it's like it's cool and then the battery life was really not too bad like um is pretty good in general and then the build quality I think was like the the type of plastic material they used in the 4a was far superior than the 3a in my opinion the 3a was like glossy and the 4a was like this matte almost almost gritty texture Agreed. and i really liked that um so even though the pixel 4a launched like six months late it's crazy right like usually if something launches six months late like i remember my the first phone i was ever going to buy was going to be the um droid and um Bionic? Yeah, the droid Bionic. Mm. Which was like second or third droid that came out. And uh it got delayed by like six months because it was supposed to come out in January after CES, and then it got delayed until like actually longer, I think like September or something. And by the time it came out, it was irrelevant basically. It had like specs that were just too old. But like the Pixel 4a, I guess if you price something at $350 and you just the expectations for performance were not exactly high. Oh yeah. It ended up outperforming a lot because like I think that mid to low range processors for most things that you do, unless you're playing Geth and Impact, um, should, are pretty, it's pretty much fine for most people. And it look it had six gigs of RAM and 128 gigabytes of storage. Mm-hmm. And that was the only very They had to do that there because there was they took away, model. well, they had to do that
0: because they took away Google Photos
1: uh, storage. Uh, yeah, well, which, yeah, they haven't done yet, but they will yeah. be doing, yeah. Yeah, but like either way, like for a 350 dollars phone that has google's ui and google's camera right to have 120 gigabytes of storage and six gigs of ram especially when the pixel 4 had four gigs of ram that's a good point yeah um or the pixel 3 had four gigs of ram and then the 4 just barely got six Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean you look at like you look at the pixel 4a and the pixel 5 they both start with six gigs of ram and or no it has eight i guess the five has eight but either way like Six gig of RAM for Android in 2020 is great, and 128 gigabytes of storage is amazing. And then you get the Pixel camera, Pixel UI, and the screen was so good. The screen was like really good. It was. I feel like Google has just improved constantly. So anyway, I don't really know what a, specifically about that device it is. I think it's a combination of things, but it, it's just a very delightful little phone to use, yeah. and especially for 350 bucks. Like,
0: and the fact that Google was able to like strike lightning twice. Because right. this is how we felt about the 3A. And yeah, the, con- exactly. the context around the 3A for people like you and me were travel. And yeah. it, the fact that in a year when we weren't able to go literally anywhere, we were still able to enjoy the 4A for what it was. It just goes to show mm. that that particular segment, uh, that particular type of device has staying power. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you on the 4A. I will say though yeah. that the this year has been very eye-opening for me because... When I'm not running around and needing to multitask or to do things with my phone one-handed, I've actually mm. learned to appreciate larger displays. That's
1: fair. Yeah. I've had a very long conversation with Patrick Tommaso on Twitter about this because we were both kind of like geeking out over the iPhone 12 mini. Mm. Um, and I still, like I, I use both. Now I use Android and iOS at the same time mm. just to kind of like one, because a lot of people only message me through iMessage, which is annoying. Two, because I've been using the Apple Fitness Plus service every day, um, which is kind of cool. Did, I, that, been
0: did think, that replace uh, Insanity for you now?
1: Uh, it didn't replace it. I'm doing either both or one or the other per day, depending on gotcha. what I'm trying to do. Um, but I've since I've been doing Apple Fitness Plus, I've lost like 10 pounds, which is cool. Mm. Um, that's good. But uh, yeah, so anyway... Um, We were geeking out about that but and you know he was like this is the best iphone ever blah blah blah. and then like a couple weeks later he was like yeah so being home all the time i feel like the max is the phone i want to use more now which i totally understand i just like i like the 12 mini feels like a normal sized phone for me now and i think it's just because i've been using it for so long at this point yeah um so i don't really feel like I need more. However, I have the Max just plugged in in my bed all the time. So before bed, I'll like read Reddit or watch YouTube on it. Um, so you know, it's obviously better with the with the big display.
0: Yeah, I, that, that that's where I land with that as well. Like I'm actually about to return the Mini. Not even doing mm. any content on it because I'm stuck with I'm I'm, I'm swamped with everything else. Yeah. So Isa and I are thinking of doing like a, a joint piece because she love hates it mm-hmm. as well like she oh. she loves the way it looks and its feel, and it's
1: still a very good experience as a smartphone. It's just battery yeah. life for her has been trash, really Mm-hmm. I don't get that I hear that from everybody, but my battery life has been generally fine like i get I get to like midnight in a on a charge like every day, and don't know what to tell you I mean it might be weird. it might be internet connection out
0: there potentially I don't know but maybe if you are I mean Wi-Fi I also like. Time,
1: I think that I had to kind of adjust my expectations for battery life this year too, because Michael has a bunch of wireless chargers everywhere. And then I got a couple in my rooms as well. And so, I mean, obviously when I'm reviewing a phone, I don't charge the phone from when I unplug it in the morning until it dies, just so I can get a accurate reading of how long it lasts. And I do that for three days in a row and then take an average. Um, but like, you know, I mean, like I have that um, Nomad wireless charger sitting at my desk right next to my laptop. Nice. So my phone is just always like, it's at like this, aus- it's like, this, like 60 degree angle or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like the perfect, the perfect angle to just kind of like glance at it, have it unlock and then see whatever the notification is. And then just look away. Like I yeah. don't even have to touch it. Exactly. It's crazy. That, it's like that very, is one of the better parts about the iPhone for sure. Of face ID. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got two other quick picks. Go for it. And then... And then a, honorable. Um, honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, the other two One, the Galaxy Z Flip. Uh, Not Z Fold? I didn't get to use the Z Fold oh. to enough to appreciate it. Okay. I only got to do a hands-on with it and then I had to ship it to someone else because I was reviewing the duo (laughs) at the exact same time. And I couldn't do both at the same time. I felt like a little bit of a
0: hater because every video that I was featured in, there were so many Z fold two lovers. And in my head, I just thought, of course.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're like, look, they're awesome. Like they're, they're great. They're awesome. And I loved, I had it for like three days before I had to send it away and I loved it. Um, I just don't think I got to spend enough time with it to like really appreciate the quirks. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the Z Flip, I I did a full review on and I just like, it also was like my first like full time foldable because I didn't, I didn't, um, I used the original fold for a little bit. Like and I did like a micro review on it, but I only had it for like a week. Hmm. And then the razor, I never even reviewed the razor because Motorola never sent us samples, and we pre-ordered one, but it just never came in. You know, I think I may had the same issue yeah. with the original razor. I remember. Um, but so this was like the first one I got to spend serious time with, and it just felt very like gadgety. And I, I even like it's fun. It's crazy that 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 was this year that I made the Z flip review. But I look back at that review and it's basically a review that's like it has Galaxy S10 specs. It's not really like it's not the fastest phone. It doesn't have the best battery life. But it's fun and weird and interesting and every time I close it and open it, it feels cool. Mm. And that that feeling persisted for the like the 3 weeks that I was using it. Oh, yeah. So you know it didn't it wasn't like a novelty that went that just kind of went away over time. And I also just I loved that it would get lost in my pocket. Like I would think that I left my phone at my apartment and I would be like frantically feeling around and then realize I just didn't reach my hand deep enough into my pocket because it's so small when it's a cube that it's just at the bottom. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just I really like that phone. Uh, and then the the five g version um Michael has, and that one's even better, obviously, like it's got the eight sixty five plus. Um, it's got, which was a hell
0: of a move to put on a phone that f- I know for the benefits was,
1: that the processor
0: can provide. It's not even like, yeah. it's not even like a big phone or it's not like a gamer phone or anything like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a strange, I think the eight sixty-five 65 would have been a better choice. And like, I was especially worried about the plus cause it's an overclocked A 65 and like the battery life and the Z flip already wasn't amazing. So mm-hmm. like that plus extra battery drain is kind of like weird yeah but it didn't end up draining it that much more and maybe they had some sort of like power management thing built into it or whatever but um i mean it seems seems good uh the third phone of the year for me that really stood out was the oppo find x2 pro yeah
0: i i did love um, hearing that one from more people in the videos that i was in it was nice to mm, see that it didn't come to mind yeah. for me but yeah
1: um go ahead when we got it in like so i i did a review of the original oppo find x um oppo like like the find x series was like new for them at the time and i think it was like i think you were still at aa at the time but it was me austin evans and lou and then the verge were like the only four ones that got access to it Mm -hmm. and um there was like this whole thing where they told some people at one embargo they told some people another embargo It was a total mess. I do remember um, that. Yeah.
0: And I remember being so <laughs> salty because I was like the coolest yeah. phone of the year and I couldn't touch it. Like, come on.
1: <laughs> I don't, I think they, they like hand delivered it yeah. to me because they wouldn't ship it. And I think that was the reason Like, yeah. they were, this is why you living in flying LA, in, yeah. <laughs> right. They happened to be flying into San Francisco for some reason. And so they just handed it off to me. But like, um, yeah no so that original find x was so cool at the time right and it still is a very it's a beautiful phone very cool like the pop-up camera worked really well and it was like it wasn't just like a little pop-up module it was like the whole thing mm-hmm. would like raise i like loved that um besides it getting dirty um but the problems with it were like you know uh color os was like really bad at the time it was really freaking bad like it reminded me of when you and I went to um Shenzhen for the R fifteen and R fifteen Pro event and like the phone was cool and it had good specs for the price, but the, the software was just so bad.
0: I remember one I remember so, one moment from that one where we tried to find a setting in the settings and we couldn't find it. So we yeah. had to ask someone, like, where is this simple setting that we should be able yeah. to find? I think it was the uh the 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 display sleep setting. Mm. We couldn't figure out how to change it. Yeah, probably
1: something like that. Oh, yeah, because we were trying to take video and photos (laughs) of it. Yeah. Yeah. So but the the Find X2 Pro, so it came out two years after the original Find X. Mm -hmm. So we had already been waiting a really long time, right? Like, I didn't think that there would even be another one. And then it just kind of happened. And we went to Oppo Innovation Day a few months before it came out, and Mm -hmm. they told us some details about it. And they were like, we're focusing on the screen and we're focusing on charging and we're focusing on UI. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then it came in and originally, like my first impressions were like, I'm slightly disappointed because this is a candy bar style phone. It doesn't have any like weird pop up anything, any weird stuff. But then like it quick, I quickly started to really like it because one, The screen was calibrated. The screen is so good, like in terms of how it was calibrated, like the color was fantastic. There's like a specific white balance on it that I loved. Um, It had the 65 watt charging so it could charge to full in like 25 minutes, which was insane. Yeah, that's always great, Um, which was crazy. That was great. Uh, The camera, it was the first phone to use the new Mm IMX 686, which is one of my probably my favorite smartphone camera sensor this year, because it just has incredible white balance. Um, some of the best white balance I've seen on any, any smartphone camera. And the processing was really good. And then it also had a 5x optical telephoto zoom, right? Like, which we'd only seen at that point in the P30 Pro. Um, and it was better, I think, like clear and better. And then also, like, obviously, it had that like, vegan leather back, which, yeah just that orange it's
0: weird thing like the the find x had
1: the pop-up but
0: this one was like different back
1: (laughs) yeah right it was i love that like it kind of like a throwback to like the moto x days when you got leather backs on phones Mm -hmm. um but they also had a ceramic model which was also very nice but i think the the vegan leather was really cool so just the combination of like features that you couldn't get in any other phone like the 65 watt charging the the super good 120 hertz display by the way um, it was a
0: beast. It was a beast, and like a lot of what made that phone so good was also in the uh, One Plus Eight Pro. But for some reason, that one was just not as memorable
1: at all. I think the One Plus Eight. Pro, so I actually made a video and an article called "I Wish the One Plus Eight Pro Was More Like the Oppo Find X2 Pro" mm-hmm. because obviously the companies are very intertwined, and they, you know, now Pete is it Pete Lau who is like head of yeah. the Oppo slash One Plus brand. Because Carl Carl
0: left, right? Carl right. left,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So, like, it's been obvious forever that like Oppo and OnePlus share a lot of stuff, but and like Oppo releases a phone, and that's kind of the blueprint for the next OnePlus phone. But like, the thing was with the OnePlus Eight Pro, the biggest issue for me was the ghost touching because the screen was just too curved on yeah. the OnePlus Eight Pro, and it the ghost touching on and the sides was so bad. But the the Oppo Find X2 Pro really didn't have that problem because the screen wasn't quite as curved. Mm -hmm. And they focused more on the special features. I really wish it had wireless charging. I think they couldn't do it because they had a ceramic model. Um, But, you know, that was the thing I really liked about the OnePlus 8 Pro was the 30-watt wireless charging. But having 65-watt wired charging plus... The six, um, which is a standout feature, plus the vegan leather back, which is a standout feature, plus the five X optical telephoto camera, which is pretty standout. The only phone with the six eighty six, which is pretty standout. Like oh, and then so it had all these standout features you couldn't get in other phones, and then the icing on the cake was the fact that they just made Color OS really good. Yeah, I was like, like I was using it, I was like, this feels kind of like Oxygen OS, but like themed a little bit differently Mm -hmm. but like it's it's good like i was like whoa this is weird it wasn't daunting whatsoever
0: it was compared to before it felt
1: friendly and and understandable
0: they didn't go so hard in some of the features like i remember old school color os had like that weird one thing i'll always remember it was it was way back when it was very early color os they had this like panel that you could swipe down and then you could do a bunch of gestures on it with your knuckle and, oh. and that would lead you to different places. And it's like, this is too yeah. many steps for what you call a shortcut.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, in, uh, one improved on that by doing screen off gestures. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I do remember can, like, all of well, that. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Like
0: that was definitely like the kitchen sink phone. Definitely. Like,
1: I it had so I, much, honestly, the only thing I didn't like about it was the lack of wireless charging. And the funny thing is like, I used to be a total wireless charging hater. Um, when I was traveling, when I was traveling for three years, I was like, yeah, where, how long do you have to spare to like, leave it on that truck? Exactly. Like you, you don't. And then, and then even before I was traveling, like the max, you could wireless charge anything at was like five Watts for the longest time. Right. But then now that like most things are at least like 12 to 15 Watts of wireless charging. And then now you can get up to, you know, Huawei has 65 watt wireless charging on the on the Mate 40 Pro and the P40 Pro, which is crazy. Um, and I'm not sure that's safe, but um, whatever. But yeah, it's just like, also now that I'm a homebody for the time being, um, literally just like having my phone sit on wireless chargers all around the house all the time has really shown me the light. Like I haven't plugged in a phone basically, since lockdown started. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, it's, that's awesome. Um, I still don't like MagSafe, because I don't understand the point of a wireless charger that sticks to your phone, like, the, the benefit of that, obviously, is, like, you can use it while it's plugged in, or while it's wireless charging, but the cable's too short. Yep. So, you can't really do much with it, and then, like, it totally disables the idea of like, just setting your phone down, going and making a coffee, walking back over, picking it up and using it because you have to like, like wrench that off.
0: <laughs> I just, I, And it's also just not fast. It's not even fast charging.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's 15 watts on the pro and 12 on the mini. But compared to compared to the wire okay. charging, which doesn't have any like dips and performance. And wired is 18. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I I get I like them the idea of like magnets in a phone, mag safe magnets as a standard. But in terms of it being like a wireless charging standard, I hate that. Um yeah. I think on a car mount, on like a car mount, if you could stick your phone to a mount and you didn't have to lock it into anything and it could wireless charge your phone while Use, using your phone as like a, a maps dashboard mm-hmm. that's freaking that's a great idea i think that but, uh
0: who did i see i think belkin's doing that i think they're trying to yeah. that.
1: i think they haven't made it yet currently they only have like a, a mount but it doesn't charge it or something like yeah. that but like if they did both that would be that'd be awesome or even like
0: a, like a a wireless charging like power bank that has a magsafe thing on it yeah but then that would they, have to be very small capacity <laughs>
1: Yeah, they, they do make power banks. I, they do make wireless charging power banks that like your phone's like is supposed to adhesive to like or something like it mm-hmm. sticks to it and you kind of carry them around like this. But that seems <laughs> not yeah. great because then you have to carry around like this hunk. <laughs> um, but speaking of of power, uh, my runner up. There you go. Was I was just about the, to bring that up. Yeah, was the uh, Asus um, ROG Phone 3. Mm and talk about a
0: kitchen sink phone. Right. Uh
1: <laughs> obviously the the past two RG phones were amazing in their own right. I don't think anyone had any issues with them really, but um I think the RG phone 3 was was particularly good for many reasons. One of them was kind of came from the RG phone 2 um which after they made the Zenphone 6 or when they made the Zenphone 6, they brought the Zen UI of the phones to the RG phones and the new Zen UI, you and I were talking about this the other day with the Zen phone seven mm-hmm. um, is really good. It's very stock Android esque, but it has like those really nice features as well kind of added in. Yeah. And there's, I think there's multiple manufacturers that are starting to do this now, like they're not theming as hard, but the cool thing about the RG phone three is that you can just decide whether you want to do like the extreme gamer mode UI or just the simple very stock android ui um and then like the game like the game optimizer tuner thing where you can like adjust core frequent like you can overclock your phone and adjust core frequency individually like on a per app basis like it feels like you are using a custom built PC where you are changing the voltage and frequency of every single component, but it's in a phone and you've never, you've never like thought about that being a thing before, right? Cause phones are generally just like you get the phone, the specs you bought are the specs you have, but like the fact that you can kind of like mess with that yeah. was dope. Um, 144 Hertz display, uh, which is Big great for games battery. like dead cells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, g- great for games that supported it, like Dead Cells. 6,000 million power battery, which um, they have done in the last two RG phones as well. I think, I think 6,000 is like the biggest we've seen in a smartphone, really. Yep. Um, and I don't know if that's for like legal reasons. Like I know on planes you can't bring <laughs> uh, laptops with bigger than 10,000 million powers. So like, um, or 100,000? Or no, 100.000. Hundred watt hours. Hundred watt hours. Watt-hour. Yeah. So it's it's a combination right. of the capacity and
0: the voltage.
1: Yeah. Right. Um. So, but anyway, like, and okay. I think the thing that really was surprising to me for that phone too was that the cameras were actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't that, that was the case with the RG phone too? And like,
0: it. I think it stands to reason because here I am with the freaking Phone Seven, and mm. I I can't give final judgment on this phone yet because. Well, considering LA County is literally in a lockdown, like for the most part. Yeah, you can't
1: really use it outside of your house that much. Exactly.
0: Like, I could go to the Arboretum. uh, They're still open. They just have requirements and whatnot. But I just haven't been able to get out there yet. Um, You know, food poisoning notwithstanding. But (laughs) the... um, the thing is sure. the camera, I'm already having so much fun with this, but I will say probably the ROG Phone 3, which that phone is available in the US, but this one's not, which I still think is a travesty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things about the... ROG... People
1: in the US are scared of seri- selling weird phones. I think but... so. I think so. Because
0: yeah. this, this flippy camera and I'll just do the, uh, the, sa- the sound <laughs> is so, the sound is so satisfying. I gotta say.
1: Yeah. I loved right. it. in the... <laughs> <laughs> I loved it in the 6. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't used the 7, but um, like Michal... From XDA, told me that the seven is his his the seven Pro, yeah, 7 Pro. is that what it's called mm-hmm. is his favorite phone this year. And then um, Ryan reviewed it for us, and he said it was like really underrated as yeah. well. I,
0: I think I think so. it's not underrated. It's it's just underrepresented. Because I think mm-hmm. everyone who uses it loves it, uh, rightfully so. But not
1: enough people like know about it or have tried it. Exactly,
0: because it's just not available yeah. in those places. And I went for the regular 7 yeah. partially because it's the phone that would make it to me on time for Christmas. Oh. But also, um, I realized that the OIS, first of all, 865+, plus, okay, fine, would have been nice, whatever. But OIS in the main sensor and in the zoom sensor, for a vlogger like me, which lens am I going to use more? The wide. Right. And wides never get OIS. So it's like, now that I think about it, I know what my needs are. So I don't need to pay the extra for that OIS. So with that said, I've done a few things with it. The camera comes in a little hot. Um, you have Mm. to lower
1: the exposure quite Mm. a lot. I've noticed that with Asus phones actually, Mm -hmm. but, but when you drop the exposure, the image looks great. Yes. And I just need to remember to
0: do that. Every single time, because when I did my little unwrapping video, uh, someone was like, the video on that phone actually doesn't look that great. And I said, I was standing in broad daylight. So, like, let yeah. me just say, <laughs> the sun was bearing yeah. down on me and I did not lower the exposure, which is what yeah. you have to do all the time with this phone. But in any case, I will say, I wish I, I wish the battery life of the, or the, the large battery of the ROG Phone 3 was in this. Because this mm-hmm. one's the what, forty-five or five thousand? I'm trying to remember. But either way, I think it's five thousand. Yeah, it might be five. Yeah, or maybe the pro is five thousand
1: and the regular one's forty-five or something.
0: I got checked. I don't know. But in any case, battery life on this has been only decent. And granted, I push it. Bummer. Like granted, I yeah. do push it, but still, like I've, it's yeah. to the point where I go out of my way to use the included charger because of the thirty watt. So that's the thing. Normally we never really have to do that. Uh, We could just use like our charging bricks or anything like that, but I'm actually going out of my way to adapt this European plug to the American socket and take advantage of 30 watt charging. So that's my only gripe with the phone so far. Um, But yeah, 90 Hertz refresh rate screen, full screen, no notches, no nothing like very Mm -hmm. underrated features. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, but I agree with the ROG phone three. Like I want to get my hands on that. I want to try it out. It's available in the u s. It shouldn't be that hard mm-hmm. for us to get it,
1: and it's a like it's price to spec's ratio is really good, mm-hmm. like nine ninety nine for twelve gigs of ram eight sixty five plus uh i think five twelve gigs of storage maybe um and a six thousand million power battery and a like pretty good
0: camera like
1: and a pretty pretty good camera, yeah, it has a wide and a standard. there's no telephoto, which is a bummer, but like the camera i was really surprised by like i think the companies that like go out of their way to not mess with the camera that much are the ones that i end up preferring mm-hmm. like um asus and like xiaomi i like their cameras the best because they seem the most like natural like the sharpness is good and it doesn't seem like weirdly soft and like there might be some noise sometimes but like so many manufacturers in my opinion just go so over the top on noise reduction like samsung in particular that things end up being smoothed out and like Samsung some phones still have that enormous issue where if you take a picture of a person their skin just looks like butter like it's like you don't get any detail in their face Mm -hmm. um especially for
0: front for front-facing camera especially
1: yeah yeah i think when i was reviewing the s20 or something like i have stubble and you can't see it at all on a Samsung phone. It just smooths it. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, but the, like, the um, RG4 and three could like detect all the detail of my, mm-hmm. you know, small amount of facial. It's, hair. it's
0: funny you mentioned that. Um, like I I'm 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 actually gonna there's a reason why I'm wearing a beanie and all that. I'm actually going to, I'm going to do like the full groom before the new year, like, uh, shave mm. my, shave the sides of my head, like get a haircut, stuff like that. But anyway, uh, aside from that, I remember when, um, I, I reviewed a phone one time that like, didn't do that smoothening. And I got a comment mm. on that video of like, I didn't
1: know you had freckles.
0: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I want to see that detail, right? Mm. Like I don't, and so it's yeah I don't know it's it's just funny to me that the the phones you would expect to have the worst cameras like a gaming phone because like who cares about the camera mm-hmm. ends up having very good cameras yeah you know like it
0: started I honestly so. think it started last year with the IMX <clears throat> so you said the current one six eighty six I'm trying to remember which one
1: five eighty six was the uh, was the previous one there was,
0: was yeah that must have been it because there was there was a certain. Um, <clears throat> There was a certain sixty-four megapixel or thirty-two megapixel camera from Sony or sensor from it's Sony. It was forty-eight, right? Or or was it forty-eight? I got you. It, it was
1: forty-eight, and it's it's people use it as the wide camera now in most in most phones. But, that but it was used the, to be the main sensor.
0: That was the sensor that came out last year that all the manufacturers just started adopting. Yeah, and it yeah. elevated everybody. Like it made it did, everyone yeah. look good. Um mm-hmm. man, I remember that. And I remember going through the like I remember the Red Magic had that camera, the ZenFone mm-hmm. 6 had that camera, and I just it this was while I was traveling with all of these phones and I was like these all have the same sensor and they're all pretty good.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like seeing phones like that are tailored towards like gaming and those those kind of things have good cameras is very weird. <laughs> um Yeah, and then a quick like obviously like Side side shout out to the iPhone 12 mini, which I like a lot too. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I haven't used that many iPhones. Uh the 11 Pro Max was like the first iPhone I've ever really used. Um, and then I reviewed all of them this year uh because AA wanted reviews on all of them. So it's just like, okay, my next two months are gonna be terrible. Um yeah. but I got full, not full into the ecosystem, but I Jimmy reviewed the Apple Watch, so I had it him send it to me just to kind of like try to understand like why people like the ecosystem. Um, and I understand why people like the Apple Watch now. Like it is a good smartwatch. It's really um, hard to,
0: like I think most people need to get out of the, I I needed to, after I left Android Authority, I needed to get out of this whole idea of Android versus Apple. What we should yeah. actually be looking at in terms of the Apple Watch in particular is yeah. wearable versus wearable. So yes. when you compare, yeah. don't don't look at it as, apple watch os versus wear os like that's yeah, that's no. a competition that just doesn't like how does it perform as a wearable exactly so yeah that was what Jaime kind of instilled in me he was like oh i don't even
1: look at it as the apple watch i just look at it as the best wearable mm-hmm. what i do like though is that even the wearable you have a lot of options even in the wearable ecosystem right like when i'm not using the apple watch i really like the um fossil hybrid q is my favorite that's like smart because it's just a watch, but it has like a few. It counts my steps, and then it has my heart rate. You and should has just a steal the. Like,
0: you should steal the Scoggin from Michael. I feel like that one would suit you very well.
1: Um, I steal a lot of his watches. <laughs> yeah, uh, he actually is the one that gave me the fossil hybrid. Too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> he like literally we were at the studio one time, and I think I made a comment about like how I had been using the Mi Band um, three that you gave oh, me three, like yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. And that that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. Like, so if you want. If you want like a smartwatch of smartwatches, you've got the Apple Watch, and it's a bummer that like there are Android Wear watch or Wear OS watches that are pretty functional. Like I think the most recent Tick Watch was actually good Pro Three, mm-hmm. and it was like one of the first like good Wear OS watches. <laughs> um, you know that's a that's a strong statement, but either way, like usually they had terrible battery life and whatever. So you've got like that, you've got the Apple Watch. If you want something that's like just kind of a watch with some smart features, you've got things like the Fossil Hybrid Q, right? And I think that's amazing. It looks amazing. It's got a really nice leather band and I wore that for months. Mm. Um, and then if you just want something to do like fit basic fitness tracking for very cheap, that has a nice display, you've got the, the Mi Bands. Yep. So, it's kind of cool that you have like, different categories that you can pick from, yep. right? Like I actually want just to try, wearable ecosystem.
0: I, I hope that because my number one thing that I want out of a wearable is a really like strong vibration motor, uh, mm. because I use it as a silent alarm. Not that yeah. it's been working lately, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. But um, the Apple Watch has the best haptics. The haptic. Everyone yeah, can really. So good.
1: Yeah, everyone it's, can agree on that. It feels like a tap on your wrist. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The
0: uh, the Mi Bands have the strongest just overall vibration motors. Mm-hmm. But Isa uh, okay. just put out a video. Um, Xiaomi put out a Mi Watch. Like it's a straight oh. up. Like it's got the same functions as the Mi Band, except it's got a much bigger display that makes it look like. Is an it actual Wear OS watch.
1: or is it like? It's a, there
0: the same interface as the uh, Mi Bands, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so yeah. it's
0: just a larger. It looks a little bit like an Apple Watch, to be honest, but yeah. um, it has that shape. But the uh, the other one that I that I've just started trying out, um, if you want a really good looking like a timepiece with some smarts in it, I, I just got the Zep, the Zep Z. Hmm. So Z a- Z E P P they're from uh Amazefit, like they're like a subsidiary oh. of AmazeFit. Um okay. it's One a four hundred dollar titanium watch that has hmm. a proprietary OS in it. That's nothing like Wear OS. Um it just does like a handful of things. Uh, but yeah. It's it,
1: kind of funny that like it's the watches that use proprietary OSs that are better, like people prefer that to the like Google version. <laughs> just because Wear OS is like it's such a battery and memory hog. That, also, like, it's
0: an afterthought. Like, it just feels like Google's afterthought. They don't put enough yeah. work into
1: it. Meanwhile, every time... I don't even know if they have anyone on that team anymore, <laughs> right? honestly. Like, they did the whole 2.0 update that, like, totally changed how it worked with complications and stuff. But then they just gave up on it, yeah. basically. Like,
0: like it's it, every time an Apple event happens, we get a whole section on what they've done with watchOS. But when it comes yeah. to Wear OS, there's not that attention to detail. So yeah. this afterthought like treatment it's getting is is really killing it honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I, I got the Zeb Z and I was thinking like, oh, this is pretty hmm. cool. Like I don't know if I. It, it, the, what sucks about Apple devices is once you start to use them, it kind of spoils you. So it actually makes it mm. harder to review other stuff because mm. your your head is like it's almost like you're drinking. Well, especially, you're drinking the Kool Aid.
1: Especially the well. It depends on the category, right? I think for, like, iPhones don't really have anything that would necessarily keep me in the ecosystem, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I like iMessage, but if you don't have a, if you don't, I use Telegram most, like, 99% of the time anyway, so it doesn't really matter. If you don't have a MacBook, like, I don't own a MacBook yet, um, then you're not getting the benefits of like AirDrop and iMessage on your MacBook, right? So that's not really a benefit for me. Um, But the more more ecosystem products you add in, the more value each individual product has, right? Like the iPhone becomes valuable because you can use the Apple Watch with it. Um, because the AirPods pair so seamlessly. Because the AirPod and the AirPods become valuable when you have multiple devices, because they switch seamlessly to between devices. Yeah. And And uh, the MacBook becomes valuable when you have an iPhone, because you can receive texts and you can do um you can do uh AirDrop and like it's just like the more you engross yourself in the walled garden, the more useful each individual project product becomes, and that yep. is a dangerous-ass game to play. Which is why, <laughs> like, like, it's hard. That is dangerous. It would,
0: which is why I have to actively... This is why I said in my MacBook and in my iPhone 12 reviews... Um, I have to actively tear myself away from those products Mm. just to do my job effectively because I have to review like even the Zenfone or the OG wing next week. Like I have to like follow up with all of these devices, but it's so easy for me to just come back to the pro max because everything I have is installed on it. Like Mm. it's, it's all like there and it's, it's frustrating, but it's also like a feather in Apple's cap in a way like Mm -hmm, that they, mm -hmm. they, they have uh, achieved that. And then when I look at yeah. something like the Zep Z and it can only do like a fraction of what the Apple Watch can do, I feel bad yeah. because that all of a sudden this Apple bias is starting to appear in my in my in my brain. <laughs> well, don't use
1: the B word, dude. <laughs> don't ever use you're the right, B you're word. Right.
0: But I get what they mean by that now. Like I get if 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 that person does own up to having that, I get where they're coming from now. Yeah. Um it's it's rough, yeah. dude.
1: <laughs> it's scary because I never want to and this goes for not even just technology but like in everything in life I think it's dangerous to give put all of your cards in one basket for sure right or all of your eggs in one basket like I would I have uh credit cards from a couple of different companies I have a couple of different bank accounts with a couple of different like banks and like it's not as useful like for this is a great actually analogy like if you have chase for your checking and your savings and and your credit card it is very easy to just have the one chase app, pay all of your stuff at once uh pay your 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 check uh, credit card with your checking account like it's very seamless, but if there's a bank run and you know it's like it, obviously like you know we've got the FDIC and whatever mm-hmm. um, but st- Either way, putting, putting 100% confidence in any one institution is probably a bad idea. You could probably put like 90% confidence, but you wanna have a backup plan for most things, right? right? So like putting, so I try not to, I try to have my toes in like every single company's ecosystem. And that sucks because it makes it really hard. Like for example, if I wanna like transfer a, fo- like send, I have friends who only use iMessage. So if I want to send them a file from my computer, I have to upload it via Telegram from desktop to my Telegram account, go on my iPhone, download it from Telegram, and then resend it through iMessage. That's stupid and it's annoying and hard. But I still don't want to be 100% like just all in on Apple because like it's like the companies that have a product that's free. And you become reliant on it, and then one day they're like, "We're going to charge for this now." You're just screwed if you if you don't have your toes in other ecosystems. You're just you're you're beholden. They they got you
0: like that's that's what they did is they got you. They 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 got you in by providing value, and then they want to finally make you pay that rent. Um, And that isn't that what Apple kind of does? Like that's Fitness Plus.
1: That's that's Apple One. Yeah. So (laughs) that that is like a lot of people's argument for Apple being like evil. Um, I don't think it makes them evil. I think it makes them extremely business savvy. Oh, sure. Uh, but, But at the end of the day, they are doing an amazing job at... Making their products work so well with each other that you want to use their products. Mm-hmm. And if you live in a capitalist society and you get to choose what you use, it is your fault if you decide that you want your life to be more convenient. Like that's a, at the end of the day, there that's is personal what it
0: responsibility is. involved
1: for sure. Which is why I say yeah. I, I have to personally actively tear myself away so that right. I can and
0: work on Android stuff.
1: I've been I've been competing with um, with Chai on app uh, the Apple Watch for like eight weeks now. And, um, like, I, we want to keep doing it. So whether or not I'm reviewing the S21 when that comes out or whatever, uh, I'm going to still have the iPhone lying around. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be using it as my daily thing, but I have to have it at least in the room with me because I'm going to be using the Apple Watch. Like, it's, you know, and even if I don't use the Apple Watch all day, I have to put it on when I do my exercises. Yeah, That's the the terror of Apple, right? That's why... <laughs> Their products are too good. Uh, and it forces you to like always have them in your life. And I understand now like why people dis why that seems evil. But it also is just like the most genius business decision of all time. <laughs> like For sure. anyway. And Google's yeah. only
0: Google's done that on the internet. Apple's done With that. Google
1: photos. Yes.
0: And, and Apple's yeah. just done that on the consumer side, on the product
1: side. Right. So yeah. Right all right well yeah.
0: dystopian future ahead and uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> isn't that always didn't wasn't you that said like i i always say dystopian at least once i think we a i think we
0: both yeah we both mentioned <laughs> it at one point
1: but in any case yeah. um yeah
0: i i thought we were gonna have a slightly shorter podcast we ended up going kind of long and that's great um yeah. i hope everyone's enjoying hanging out with us i actually kind of want to do i'm just gonna i'm just thinking out loud at this point i i kind of want to do like a ig hangout um, tomorrow after we all wake up hungover and the, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that. I'll probably just get on pocket now's live stream, um, either Instagram or they still call it periscope when you do it on Twitter. But, um, didn't they
1: close it, close periscope, but it's still like last technically
0: week? called that in the back end It's called periscope still. Well, um oh, okay so twitter live let's say that maybe i'll get on yeah. one of those platforms and uh if anyone wants to jump in we could totally do that um but yeah, yeah. i'll do that and just have A Q&A with everybody but in any case to all of you listening right now thank you so much for listening wait Go. before the end what was your favorite android phone of the year oh um i do th- our phone in general i do think that i have to say Phone 7 because okay it's still it still hits all those marks. I just can't give any analysis on the camera yet because I haven't used it to that extent. Mm. But if I mm. had to pick another one, just so, you know, I don't want to cop out anybody, I can't wait for my Xperia 5 II to come in.
1: Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. The one, two surprised me so much mm-hmm. that a smaller version would be amazing. The smaller
0: version's dope. The software's actually really good. It's not quite as... Uh, in the way that we talked about Zen UI and Oxygen and ColorOS being so good, mm. Sony's UI is, like, Almost there. It's like it's almost there. It just feels more sterile, is the problem. Mm. Um, but other than that, what I find so funny about the Xperia 5 Mark II is that Sony niched down. So they created a camera that only really works for me and
1: you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> it like it uses the same UI as like the mirrorless camera. Exactly. So, like, um yeah, yeah. so
0: because that experience seems funny. tailor-fit to me, I appreciate it more. But like at I s- least they
1: have like the the like normie app too. You know? Yeah,
0: but it's like. cut at the knees it doesn't have enough yeah it
1: is um yeah like doesn't have a night mode yeah exactly (laughs) you have to go into the you have to you
0: have to go uh uh long exposure and all of that um yeah which like i i tried to explain it in my video and i thought as i was writing that part i was like this is going over a lot of people's heads like it just doesn't yeah they don't get it yeah yeah they don't care Like, why would i keep the shutter open for five seconds well (laughs) you got a little more light in yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah i would say the xperia 5 mark ii is still It was a surprise to me, Mm. I will say. Um, I do think that the LG Wing's not getting enough recognition. I think that it is a, uh, but I understand why. It is still a very fun phone. The problem is it wasn't given the specs to achieve that.
1: Yeah, I I think that's the main issue too. I think they screwed up the cameras because the the camera functionality Mm -hmm. and features are awesome the camera they used for it is not high enough resolution to actually make their vision a reality exactly it's like the gimbal is like what eight megapixels it's something like five, isn't
0: it isn't it this way yeah it
1: turns the other way mm-hmm. so that you can hold the phone exactly candy bar style while it's like that which i still yeah. think
0: is a weird choice in, in any phone because we've seen it a few times yeah. but even then like the other thing that gets me there is um, the multitasking, you can do it, but if it was an eight sixty five, it would be seamless. But meanwhile, if I'm playing yeah. a game while watching like Netflix or YouTube, which is I'm the media like whore. Like I <laughs> I'm 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 always doing something like that and YouTube is in the background and whatnot. You can do it and it's fun. But yeah. it's just yeah. slow enough that you can feel it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah.
0: that's my one problem with that phone. Um I, I will still say it is probably one of the more memorable phones, but I can't, I just mm. can't in good conscience say it's a great phone.
1: Yeah. Any Anything else you got this year, not necessarily a phone that you think has kind of like changed your workflow or your life or... Full frame camera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this thing right here. Don't tempt me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't tempt me. I got my Fuji. You know, I can't. Hey,
0: man, like APSC cameras still perfectly fine. Um, You have to do a little yeah. bit of extra math, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Isa just got her access. my 10. micro
1: SD. Uh, I broke my micro HDMI port on it I saw that uh, I'm I'm scared about I ex- this one too. I was I was it was my fault I was exercising and my phone was on the floor and or my camera was on the floor and it had the monitor plugged in and I jumped on it oh no <laughs> uh and it, it pushed the port like all the way in and it doesn't connect anymore so damn yeah I don't know I might try to get it fixed or whatever but that's ABC. interesting. Uh, XT3. That would be your right? your yeah, XT three. Okay. Yeah. I still have my XT two. I'm letting a friend who I met at a coffee shop randomly a few weeks ago borrow it while she's in California, um, because she was thinking of buying a Fuji anyway, and I just had it lying around. Mm-hmm. Um, literally the day after I let her borrow this, uh, <laughs> I broke it. Um, yeah. So you would say your your full frame camera was like your. It Favorite was probably thing you the
0: I wouldn't say it was a game changer. I think that the combination of things that I learned and got this year were game changers. Like for example, I just started thinking, you know who are the masters of a role Uh, game streamers. Mm. So I need to look at what they use. Because that's
1: all of their content. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. They're just yeah. in the corner. <laughs>
0: um so I need to look at what they use, and then I I I found like table clamped lights like the elgato Mm. uh, but i have a different one this is the Dasni, um Mm. and then i have new audio interfaces with new microphones so my audio and my videos is a lot better and including this podcast Mm. but i would say that for the core of the work that we do having a full frame sensor that is incredibly stabilized means that i have not used a tripod uh, like so much this year so if i can have like something in one hand and the camera in the other like people don't really care actually like yeah as long as the yeah. footage is clean and it's not super shaky who cares yeah. about pans and tilts and all those things yeah
1: yeah yeah right it's it's yeah the content's more important than the like minute details that you're the only one that's going to notice it yeah you know and if we and make, also what you're saying is more important than some pretty b-roll which is what
0: i was going to bring up like if if people come to our videos as informational pieces that they could ultimately one of the greatest compliments I ever got on my videos was from Flo, our buddy Flo. um she said your videos are the only ones that I can turn on go do laundry not even watch and I still got the info Hmm. and that 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 resonated with me because you know we script our videos and we want to be you know very useful in these pieces right but then another comment came in on a pocket now video when i was using labs and whatnot and they basically said the problem with josh's videos is that something is with his audio that it just sounds like eight minutes of noise so there's like no intonation in my voice like it doesn't sound like like a human yeah it was like a flat profile the whole way through and i had learned how to do audio editing and whatnot which is fine but then Mm. i realized i should probably do more research into improving my audio
1: dynamics Mm. and yeah
0: So this mic, I have two different interfaces. I'm going to do like, I'm going to do videos on my gear, uh, to start out. I feel like January is going to be all about my gear so that people can get Mm. started in 2021. Um, but yeah, like now that audio is better, I feel like people just, it's easier for my content to be, Mm. to be digested. So it's a combination of things, honestly, but I have to say I've been really enjoying this and I've been really enjoying my camera. So I, uh, yeah, I got. I got to put it out there. Even if even if the lens lineup is super anemic right now, it'll only get better, yeah, yeah. and hopefully, yeah. that'll happen soon. How about yeah. you? Outside of phones, real quick, we're gonna put five more minutes on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, it's I, fine. <laughs> I was like, this is going from one hour to one hour and thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> I I didn't buy that. M- well, that's probably not true. I've actually like being a minimalist person. Um, I don't purchase. the you're the, the one bag traveler. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. And like, I've kind of slowly over 2020 come to terms with the fact that I do actually have an apartment now and I can it's okay to own a couple of things. Um, I would say the thing that changed my content the most was a giant, a softbox. Um, I was was expecting this. The funny, it's it's funny. And this isn't, I'm not, you know, this isn't. It's a fifty dollar light and a fifty dollar softbox. I didn't buy Aputure, like, t- a thousand dollar aperture like one twenty. I'm gonna
0: link me these. Like. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're awesome. Um, I mean, it's freaking huge and takes up most of my room. But uh, I think that learning how to like learning how to use light better because, like, when we when you and I used to do events all the time, and you know, I was doing events literally constantly and traveling. Like you know that when we're at events like you don't have control of lighting really like you use what you can you try to get near the window you try to like maybe you have a little portable like aperture light that you bring with you but like you can't really mold the light a lot mm-hmm. um and so then like being stuck at home i was like i guess i should try to use something that's not just the window light and i honestly i became really good at using window light um but uh, I wanted to try to step up that game and just kind of like learn a new category. So I got this softbox with this light, and it's definitely like I feel like my A roll looks way better. Um, one other thing that's kind of cool, actually, is I I bought this um, Sennheiser. Uh, it's a six hundred, SC six hundred or something. Is yes, that? Uh, um, I thought you got the MKE. MKE six hundred. That's yes. the one. Yeah. Um, I got this like four years ago. And I used to use it on a shock mount on the top of my Fuji. And it didn't work well as a shotgun, like outside when you're like four feet away from the camera, yep. because I use long-ish lenses for my A. I used to use long-ish lenses for my A roll. Like now I've been using a little bit wider stuff, but um it didn't work well. But now that I have taken time to be at home, understand how softboxes work how you're supposed to have them as close as possible to your face with the widest possible fill with the lowest possible light output. Uh, and then also how mics, shotgun mics, are supposed to be like right out of frame, aimed at your throat, like just kind of like fine tuning all of that stuff. Yep. Like I think that my audio and and lighting quality has gotten way better. Um, so I think, I mean, that's probably about it. I also realized, that 2020 was the year that I got that I really got into film photography it was really December 2019 when you and I went to Japan that I bought my first film camera Mm -hmm. like pretty much exactly a year ago but this year I've um gotten very into it and I own a lot of film cameras now and a scanner and so I guess that's something as well that kind of ignited this year for me um but yeah other than that you know I don't really buy a lot of gadgets or anything.
0: <laughs> I love that. So. My, my, my favorite tech of 2020 was something made in the 60s.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Which, yeah. which
0: I, I'm actually right there with you because this mic is a mic that was first developed in the 60s.
1: Audio quality, like speakers and audio quality and microphones like are They're pretty very like timeless. analog device. Mm-hmm. They're timeless as hell. Yeah. You, like uh, Quinn Nelson will tell you that like some of his favorite headphones were like some Sony headphones like Sony monitor headphones that were made in like the, the 60s or something like that right yep. like and they're still they still still sound incredible yeah. so I think for things that are very analog like that it's they're they are just timeless right mm-hmm. I think in the coming year I want to get a, a good record player from like Audio Technica or something um but uh because Julian has been telling me about his and I really I have like a record collection of like 500 records he's been he's, he's really
0: been like getting people on that train huh just like you yeah you well, kind of get people on the film train but i feel like people really want this record
1: player <laughs> i i used to be a hardcore record person in high school and i had hundreds of records and i have this like old it, it's not a great record player but like i used to listen to records all the time and then i, I they're at my mom's house and i haven't used them since i started traveling mm-hmm. but now that julian has been like sending me photos of his record player and like I'm like oh I really want to I just love analog stuff like so much oh yeah for sure um anyway yeah I would say that yeah
0: all right cool well wonderful discussion as always always great to have you on david um you can hear the show voice
1: coming on again uh with me oh yeah <laughs> the host has always <laughs> got to be the host uh but I, I like for always forget that we're podcasting and we're not just like hanging out
0: that's why that's why it's such a good time
1: yeah
0: um we definitely yeah. got to get like more casual podcasts in like i, I do want to resurrect tech and t mm. and um Issa and i have been thinking about how to retool technically together and i'm sure mm. I'm sure eventually guess will be a thing. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna figure all of that out. Uh but with that said, that's that's coming in the new year. And with that said, David, happy new year.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's only uh here in New York it's only like seven, ten, eight hours away. Eight hours. Eight yeah. hours away. Well eight um, hours and fifteen minutes.
0: My best regards to you and your roommate, uh your roommates or roommate and uh the um the last thing i'll say is uh yeah uh, you have the floor anything you want to just plug i know ces is coming up if you have anything you want to Mm. tease
1: um ces this year is very quiet which is pretty dope (laughs) uh usually i get sick like twice at ces so i'm kind of glad i don't have to go to vegas everything
0: we learned in pandemic we have to take to every show
1: wash hands (laughs) elbow dabs like come on right like i mean i uh Always got my hands on me, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No. uh, I guess just the content this year is probably gonna be about the same, but also less travel. So,
0: yeah. I don't know. It's not on location or anything.
1: Basically, just I hope everybody enjoys both the end of the year and the beginning of the year because generally these are quiet times of reflection and relaxation and I for one know that I have been definitely relaxing um basically since Christmas and uh, you know it's funny like as a quick aside at the end here is that like usually I feel like the time between Christmas and New Year's is a very very long period of like great relaxation. This year it felt like it went a lot faster And I realized this morning when I was talking to my barista that the reason for this is because um, Christmas was on a Friday this year. If Christmas was on like a Wednesday, nobody's going to do anything between Christmas and New Year's (laughs) no matter what day it lands on, right? So like it's going to be even worse next year because there are even less days. There are less like, there's, there's the same amount of physical days, but effective work days like People aren't gonna work between Christmas and New Year's, no matter what day of the week it's on. Yeah. So if Christmas is on a Monday, uh, you're not working. You get a whole week off, basically. Like nobody's gonna do anything. Like even if you're still at work, like nobody's really doing anything. Yeah, so. it's like
0: the most casual work
1: yeah. ever. Like I,
0: I'm tried. I've I've tried to write scripts the last <laughs> few days. And yeah, they're getting done, but um, there's no sense of urgency right now. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. So like this this year was on a Friday. So technically Monday until like yesterday, Monday through Wednesday of this week were kind of work days, even though not really. So, but you yeah. know, whatever. So anyway, um, that is to say, I hope everyone has a good, uh, good last day of the year. If you're listening to this after the new year, hope you have a good early 2021. Um, it will probably take a little bit of time to get better. Uh, it's not like a brand new year is going to magically make 2020s problems go away, but, um, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. So All right. Well,
0: uh, all the links for David and Android authority, of course, are going to be in the show notes and then I'll go through the rest of the links for myself and pocket now in the outro starting now. A big thanks to David for hanging out with me and honestly with us uh, on this New Year's Eve. Now, I hope all of you are having a great time with your celebrations today, but before we finish this all off, I want to make sure that you follow David across all of his social media and all of his work at Android Authority. Those links are found in the show notes. Follow him at Dervid Immel on Twitter and at David Amell on Instagram, and then of course you can find his work at androidauthority.com and youtube.com slash android authority. Now, you can also follow me across the interwebs. I am at JVTechT on all platforms, including TikTok, because as you know me i am jv i love tech and i love to drink me some tea from there you can also find me on youtube at youtube.com slash joshua vergara for content that supplements what you might see on pocket now every single day speaking of which you can head to PocketNow.com for all of the news and then go over to youtube.com slash pocket now for videos that are coming out basically every single day with all that said we're going to go ahead and call it on this one thank you so much for listening to this episode happy new year to all of you please be with your loved ones take care of yourselves and each other and we will see you in our next episode ring in the new year of 2021.